Welcome back to In Case You Get Hit by a Podcast. Last week, we talked about why we avoid uncomfortable conversations. Today, we're diving into how to overcome the discomfort and actually have the conversation. Most of the time, the hard conversations are the ones, though, that we actually need to have. Exactly. Let's get into it. Where don't you want to start the conversation? Because sometimes you start a conversation in the wrong place and it shuts it down and it goes nowhere. So where where is where well, how, would you well, not want to let's start? Let's just start with let's just go back to you, Gene. Mm-hmm. What's the how what should I not say to you to get you to go to the dentist? Don't make me feel guilty about it. Okay. That's it. So right there, I'm I'm totally shut down, never going to a dentist again because I feel guilty about how you made me feel. And I'm going to go into excuse mode right Look, away. And the other thing is like, I don't want you to feel like you're doing something wrong. Um, you're not doing anything wrong. You're, you're just, you're being you. And, yes. and it's perfectly normal for people to have these types of, of fears or avoid things like doctors. And I get it. Totally get it. I, I think so. So don't, I don't think you want to make people feel bad. Yes. for avoiding topics or, I mean, certainly that would be really bad to do. And you don't want to make them feel guilty. And, and I don't even think you want to bring up the past. I think let's talk about mm-hmm. the future, right? Yeah. If you want to start to have, um, but, but also if you want to start to have an uncomfortable conversation or something that makes you feel un- uncomfortable, I think that just starting in the first place is, mm-hmm. is one half of the battle. Yeah. And I, when you mentioned the past examples, cause I think guilty, uh, you don't want to accuse the person of doing something wrong. Like, you know, why'd you lie about going to a doctor? Why'd you do something? You don't want to make them say like, you know, why is your house such a mess? Like if someone came in and said like, Abby, why is your garage like that? Immediately you're going to be like, cause I'm busy and I don't know what to do. And immediately it starts the conversation off terribly. And the past failures is huge because everyone, when you're having a personal conversation with someone that you know really well, everyone has the receipts. Everyone knows what they did in the past. So if someone said, oh, I'm going on a diet. And you're like, I've known you've been on a diet a hundred times. You never succeed. And if someone immediately says, oh, another diet. Oh, wait. Yeah, good. Yeah. Let's see if it works this time. It's just a terrible way to show any encouragement. Even if you know it might fail, you should somehow be encouraging and ask how you can help make it work. And you could even say, look, I know you have difficulties. Like, let's be serious. I know you've had difficulties. So like, is there a way we can make it work this time? Like, are there things that you've found in the past that didn't work and now it will? And it could be, yeah, I get tempted by this or, you know, when we go out, I feel like I have to do that. So not using those examples of past is, and it's so difficult. I will say, Abby, it is difficult because people know when they're like in the heat with argument with a close friend or a sibling or partner of some sort, it is easy to bring up, well, you did this, well, you did that. And it becomes a form of, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. So you have to, when you're having one of these conversations, you have to do your best to just stop that and recognize, okay, I'm starting to dig into the past. Even if they come at you a little hard because they're not looking to have this conversation, how do you then diffuse it and get back to the topic at hand? Don't take too long to to get to the point of what you're trying to do. Don't be nervous. Just start doing those things little by little. And and so where how sh- yeah how should you start mm-hmm. a, the conversation or how do you actually make progress um, towards not avoiding situations? One place, a great place to start, and again, old interviewing technique, old great way. Uh, make it about yourself as if you're seeking advice. This spans everything. 
if you make it so you're going to a person to figure something out, people love to be referral heroes. They love to be able to share their wisdom. They love to be able to tell you things that maybe you don't know. So when you go, when you approach it from that point, it's as if you're going to seek help, even if your main goal is to help that person. And we've talked about this before. Uh, You're not sure if you want to fill out, you know, an advanced directive or a will, and you're not sure if your parents have one. So you're like, you know, it's time for me to get a will. I have a family. I have to deal with this. And you find out, well, they might start and say, well, you know, we did a will 20 years ago. So now right there, you know, they did a will. Okay. How did you do it? Did you, oh, we went to a lawyer. We went to, it's, it's on file. It's been 20 years. Have you updated it? I mean, is that something you would need to do? Oh God, you know, that's something we should do. So right there, you're not talking about inheritance or beneficiaries or guardianship. You're talking about the actual thing, which is much more practical than the emotional factor that a will is what you need after someone dies that will determine where all your stuff goes, that determines who's going to make those decisions and executor and going through the whole process. So now you're looking at more as a tool as opposed to an emotional trigger. Right. And I think also using other people other people's examples as a way to start conversations. I remember when I was at drinks with my cousins a few years ago and they were talking about who they had named as guardians for their kids. And it, it made me real, this was a while ago, but it made me realize that I needed to name a guardian for my daughter and, and it allowed me to bring up the conversation kind of casually um, Mm -hmm. around, you know, how, how, how we're going to make, some of these decisions. And sometimes those, like we talked about before, sometimes, sometimes those are heated. Sometimes you avoid it because you know, it's going to be heated Mm -hmm. argument. But I think that using other people's examples for, um, for what other people are doing is, is it can be really helpful. Here's a great idea. Use this podcast as an example. If someone doesn't have anything to pull from, Say, I was listening to this incredible podcast about whatever, make it, you, you could just fill in the blank. And I realized I had no idea who I'd want to name as a guardian for my kids. You know, so I started with all the people I won't want raising them, or I was thinking about life insurance. And a lot of times you do see that in the news. We've talked about stories that all of a sudden rise. People love talking about celebrities. They like talking about the gossip. And you realize that could be a conversation starter to what you do, because it kind of transitions from someone who's very far away that you'll never know. And it's just a fun topic to you know, gossip about to a real thing that you could do. And all of a sudden you start getting information and it makes you think, okay, now I could talk about this because it wasn't, I wasn't just barging in and saying, okay, Abby, who's going to raise your kids. Right. And, and, and getting, I mean, really this whole thing about getting organized for lots of these different types of life stages or making sure that you really have all of this stuff buttoned up, all your fares in order, just that whole, the whole topic is really hard to, is really hard to tackle all at once. And so finding if, if that's what your mission is and you're, and you're just trying to get better at, at all these areas, but you don't really know how I would say also finding where you want to start. So yes. be specific um, if, if there's one thing that you're trying to tackle, whether it's dealing with a sibling about a parent's health or needing to name, um, you know, power of attorney, uh, or, or, or getting a healthcare proxy, um, you know, done, like focus on that. Don't, mm-hmm. don't like say we need to do 25 things at once, but really start the conversation around one particular thing rather than, um, trying to eat the whole elephant at once. 
So a lot of times it is trying to keep it on track, which is difficult when you know it's easier to talk about other things because there's no action behind those. It's just people unloading. Yeah. And for you, you're trying to use these conversations to get some end game. There's some purpose to them. If you don't feel like you can have the conversation on your own, you can always get help. You can yep. you could hire somebody to mediate the conversation or or get a therapist or get some other type of uh, financial professional to to assist for the conversation so that you know maybe maybe you, you make progress that way. You're open to that stuff. And and most people would think it's this end it's this final this fine, like, okay, if it comes to that, it means everything's gone terribly. And that's not true because no matter what, at some point you're going to be speaking with an attorney, you're going to be speaking with a doctor, you're going to be speaking with a financial professional to understand things. If you don't do it ahead of time. I, I think you have to be brave to have the conversation in the first place. And you have to like gear yourself up for, for <laughs> if this is a conversation with family, if this is a conversation with siblings and, and you don't get along with your siblings or parents, and it's, it's going to be a tough conversation. Like, you know, get, be brave, yeah. right? Um, be firm in the sense that like, don't, don't let the conversation just kind of go by the wayside. And now you have to figure out the last part of this is the confidence, building the confidence, because we're talking about how you're dealing with someone else. But a lot of times there's these internal struggles that people might have. And we want to destroy that discouragement and the excuses and here's what people might be thinking, like right away, uh, and we brought this up already in here, a doubt that someone will say the timing isn't right. And that that's the first thing they'll say, the timing isn't right. And like you said, when is the timing right for anything? I think that's right. I actually think, put it, you're right. Like put it on the calendar, make a plan to do it. And, and, and not even assume that, oh, well, I'm going there for the holidays or we're visiting that weekend. Cause usually you do that. And when you're hanging out with family, it's not really structured. It could just be, hey, we're going out to eat. We're going to talk. We're going to watch TV. We're going to go see a movie. We're going to go to a park. It's not very specific where you don't have an agenda for that. And if you do have an agenda because you're going on vacation, you're going to be too busy enjoying that. So when are you going to do it? You're like, okay, we're going to the beach and then we're going to have a conversation about funeral plots and then we're going to go out to dinner. Like it doesn't work that way. So you have to make that time and do it at a time when you're not going to be distracted by something else that might take precedence over whatever conversation you want to have. What do you think if someone said, I don't want to get in an argument? Like they're like, I, they're just like, I don't like confrontation. I don't want to get in an argument. If that's one of the internal excuses that they're running through their heads. Tough. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes arguments happen. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, that's one solution. You could also say, try your best to not make it confrontational. Don't bring up the past. Don't make hypotheticals, you know, make it about the one thing. But another one that you mentioned over and over again is that I'm afraid of what I'll hear. And this was a quote I came across recently is a romance novelist, because you know I love romance novels. That, no, I, I actually never... didn't know that you loved romance novels. Neither did I up until this moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading all of them. And uh, it's a novelist, Nora Roberts. And she said, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. You completely covered that. And knowing that there are no perfect answers or solutions is what gets people, you know, having the conversations to begin with. there's something that you're dying to hear or learn more about, or you just want to say hi, shoot us a message at podcast at everplans.com. And don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode.